Well, I think I might just nod during this one. You can't nod. Mm. It's, it's, it's an audio. It's an audio. Um... <laughs> you're, the, you're the local boys. You, mm. You've got all the knowledge. I'm just going, yeah. Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This is Dark Dorset, a podcast of weird horses. I'm Ross and I'm in Dorchester. Uh, no, he's not. I'm Ross and I'm in Dorchester. I'm Ross and I'm, I'm in Dorchester. I'm Ross and so's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dorchester and I'm in Ross. Oh. I'm Ross and I'm in Dorchester. No, what? that's not what I'm saying. That's not how I say it. <laughs> I'm Ross in Dorchester. <laughs> David in Wareham. I'm not Ross. I'm Henry and I'm in West Stafford. Hey, so welcome, Henry. Henry's our special guest. So you've you've heard Henry on every episode of um, Dark Darset, um, but he's just been a recorded Henry. He's the the uh, intro and he outro. He makes the chat. crow noises, doesn't he? Yeah, and um, but um, he's a good friend of ours, so we thought we'll have him along. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to try a threesome for the first time. Well, right. not, not right. necessarily for the first time, but. Mm. Oh, it's uh thanks for us it's nice to be formally accepted as one of your friends as well yeah well Lovely. i was saying That's to david very kind of you it's... you do get a membership card to ross's uh quite elite, elite friendship guy is, is there a cooling off period as well yeah <laughs> it's a bit like signing up for the aa yeah uh... is it are you comfortable with me calling you a friend then yeah, as long as you stay sort of like as uh, like as an Away. internet friend, and like we don't get too close, and you don't start encroaching on those benefits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I will I'll see what I can do. Great. Right. So, friend, we, friend, we um we all went off to Maiden Castle um the other day. Uh, on, on <laughs> as, a, a, as a friendship group, as a friendship <laughs> group, yeah. In yeah. reality, yeah. it was in touching distance. Um. And we were going to record some uh, stuff about the uh, the location, but by the time we climbed to the top of it, um, Henry and David's hangovers started to kick in, and um, we didn't get that much. But what what so what we're going to do is play to you guys what we recorded, and then um, and try and fill in some of the gaps. So uh, this is how long ago did we go? Uh, I can't remember which hangover it was. It was the start of November. Okay, so a month I ago, I haven't drunk since. No, really. No, that was that horrendous. was. I haven't laid bit. down in a field since. <laughs> Are we recording this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm Ross in Dorchester. I'm David in Dorchester. Henry. I, I'm Henry in. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> so we are up on on Maiden Castle. Hopefully, it's not too windy. I've hidden the microphone inside my my hat. Um. So Maiden Castle. What is Maiden Castle? Anyone? Well, I'm going to defer to you two because you were doing the homework. I went to the pub. Uh, I think Henry went. So Henry is <laughs> our friend. We thought we could bring him along because he's a fountain of knowledge, but unfortunately he's turned up really hungover and completely useless. <laughs> oh. oh, Well, I'd like to think I've still got a, a core knowledge of the area, but yeah. not as much as It's just as more difficult getting it out of you <laughs> when all you want to do is sit down. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've got to sit down because other things, a lot more things are going to come out of me if I keep walking around this hill. <laughs> <laughs> so Maiden Castle is the largest hill fort in britain and potentially the largest hill fort in europe yeah. depending what your definition of large is <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's as much as i could remember work, from work out from that, that wikipedia is a scientific definition isn't it scientific de- definition of large yeah well yeah i think it's sort of like we're saying is it height width the amount of people who's lived there or we've walked from one end of the other mm. leaving a wee the whole time and we're quite tired <laughs> Yeah, so that's large enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very impressive, though. The ramparts are very large and very steep. So we should explain what a hill fort is. So when I first brought my children up here and said we was going to Maiden Castle, they were expecting it to be like a... 
castle. A Norman keep or something, and um, they were sorely disappointed where it's just... It's a, oh, yeah. It's yeah. a hill, yeah. which is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Useful comment. So, what what local beers were you drinking last night? Oh well, hear this. So we went to the brew house for a little bit. Yeah. And in between, sort of Toby. rugby players, players drinking like pineapple and lemonade, I thought, well, tomorrow is a day of doing this. And there was a very nice beer on tap called the Dernavernere. Oh, yes. Easy for you to say. That's the one, thank you, Ross. Which, of course, is the old Roman name for Dorchester, isn't it? So I thought, I'll have about four of those. It was all right. Nutty. It made my sort of tongue sort of feel a bit scratchy. (laughs) (laughs) But it it did all the things for the right places, if you know what I mean. It made your legs go wobbly and your brain go numb. So it was nice. It was named Dernavaria, isn't it? Because of the, was it the Dernos or something? What are the people who... The tribe, the local tribe, the Dern... Dern something, whatever. So you come to this podcast for all the... Um, we are rubbish. Yeah. We know nothing. Yeah. We know... Usually I have Wikipedia nothing. up in front of me so I can read this stuff. Even primary school kids know more yeah. about but, um, this place than we do. But they had a band, a brass band. Because <laughs> there's a... In Dorchester, there's a Dernavaria brass band. Yeah. So the local tribe had a brass band. Playing all the top hits the the Romans used to sing. (laughs) What I got was, uh, I did a little bit of Googling on Safari before it happened. Goody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But all I managed to sort of establish was, Torchester was named uh, by the Romans because of its... Loosely related to fist fisting, yeah. <laughs> no, a a Brythonic name incorporating "dern," meaning fist. Yeah. Loosely interpreted as a place with fist-sized pebbles. So I guess that's referring to the um, to the um, to the flint that you find in and around the chalky downs of Dorchester. Yeah. I can great with lumps of it. I'm glad you said that because I was I I had some of those words written down and I was like, I got no idea how to say it. Bryophic? Bryophic, yeah. So, yeah. So, Easy for you to say, friend. But apart from naming Dorchester, what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> what have the Romans, what have the Romans, what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> yes, so we are the centre of fisting in the southwest of England, apparently. So, yeah. so much. That the Romans thought they had to name the whole town after after the fist. Fist-sized, fist-sized pebbles. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of um, sort of obscure element to sort of name the era after, isn't it? Well, I, yeah. I think it comes to a lot of places. We need to talk about like naming places, villages, locations. They're all very like basically named. Nobody's sat down and go, I'll tell you what, let's have six months of thinking what to call this place. Yeah. They've gone... We need to get an agency yet. in here, do some brainstorming. Yeah, there's a Ford west of the town. We'll call it West Stafford. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> like, it's, it's easy, it's basic. Even even places like, especially the, the Saxon. Because I got something here about Anglo-Saxon, said that the name Dernavaria persisted through the Anglo-Saxon period, where it became Dor Warnchester. Dawn Warchester, yeah. It was a combination of two old English words, which is Dawn and Sester, which Dawn means fist again, and Sester yeah. means fortified town or Roman town. Yeah. So it was Dawn Warchester, and then, which was fist fortified town. Mm. But then uh, over time, it changed to Dorchester. Yeah, what, what do you think? Because Dorchester must have had so many iterations, like all these places. Like it was, it was there from the Celts to start with, or the, you know, the Britons. Then the Romans came and did their thing, and then it we got smashed up by the you know the Saxons appeared, and then the Vikings appeared and came and did their dirty around here. Then the Normans appeared, and then you know there's so many iterations and languages and ways to describe and share and change things. But it's it's amazing that it's it's ended up so close to where it began. Yeah, but I think that just shows that if you name a town after its geological geographical place or features then it's easily understood by everyone isn't it it's understood what you mean if you're talking about the town next to the fort or the town on the hill yeah you think you have descriptive places like that yeah saying it's like uh the uh, the town west of the fort 
yes, but no, it's not. It's the town where they got the fist-sized bits of rock. You know, well, where where's that? At Goulds in Dorchester. Maybe there were lots of fist bits of rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you know that Dorset was named after Dorchester rather than the the way around? I didn't. Ross. Yeah. That's really interesting. Prove yeah. it. Well, Wikipedia says Dorset derives <laughs> its name from the county town of Dorchester. The Romans established a settlement in the first century. We haven't talked about our, our beers. Anyone drinking any beers tonight? Well, Henry, ha- Henry hasn't drunk anything since he's hung over <laughs> no. on the hill. So. Well, he's not allowed. <laughs> don't think his wife will let him. I'm drinking something from uh, Keys Brewery, which I think is... Uh, I think it's in Holland. Oh, so really local. Maybe Holland. Belgium. Well, yeah, yeah, Netherlands. I thought I'd go something like. Well, it was quite local because it was in the cupboard downstairs. Hidden <laughs> uh, <laughs> head, head behind lots of Guinness. It's quite nice. It's spelled K E E S. And it's caught, it's 5.8%. So I'm only going to have 10 Ooh, or so. Steady. Not, that's not a uh, driving beer, David. It's a West, West Coast IPA. And it's called Out in the Fields. And I thought that was quite apt, as when we recorded this, we were out of it in the fields. It does look a little <laughs> oh, bit like well the um, Dorset um, landscape on the cover. I'm, I'm drinking my favourite Chesil by Jurassic uh, by the Dorset um, Brewing Company. Now Chesil's a place where I reckon you'd find lots of fist-sized pebbles. Yeah. yeah. So what? Why wasn't um, Chesil called? Why? Dern Spit or whatever. We had a we did some research. I can remember we talked about whether what um Portland and Chesil was, wasn't it? Because it's not an island, it was something else. But then refer to that episode because I can't remember what we learned on that one. Oh, wow, <laughs> did we learn anything on any episodes? Yeah, we do, but it all goes away. So, who were the how do you say this? Duro Trigues, Try Duro Trigues, Duro Trigues, Duro Trigues. Anyone know how to say that word? <laughs> I, well, I, I don't think I'd, I'd get a chance. You were going nicely. Juro Trigues, I would say. I'm, I'm glad you've got think... your spit collector while you're trying to say it so many times at once. Was. He's throwing it back into the bottle. <laughs> so, Sam, you give it a go. How would you say that word? Uh, can you... Uh, I, can't, I haven't got a look at it. D U R O Durbo. Durvo, isn't oh, it? Oh, sorry. The... Sil- it's a silent V. Yeah. <laughs> An invisible V. <laughs> it's the opposite to a silent one. It's one. It's not in the word, but you say it anyway. D-U-R-O, Duro, then T-R-I-G-E-S. I reckon they were the old settlers like who used to live in and around the area of Dorchester. Yeah. And probably moved there from further afield and established camp and went, you tell you what, these fist-sized pebbles looks like Looks like the place to me. We could carve these up into pictures of Hardy's Monument and sell them at the next market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to stick a fist up our ass. We can stick these um these fist-sized bits of rock up there instead. Definitely. Or well, maybe they maybe they were casts of the old Duro treasures. Mm-hmm. They'd grind up chalk yeah. into like a paste. Stand on their heads of a yeah. full moon yeah. with a, a hollowed out Bum piece hump. of hazel as hazel as a funnel yeah. and then tip it in and it would go <laughs> off in the cold yeah. like plaster of Paris yeah. and then they'd peel the body away <laughs> and leave these fist size or, or, pebbles or bum cavity size pebbles yes yeah yeah so every pebble you find on the ground I'm just reading your research in here, Dorchester it's incredible is um the inside of someone's bum yeah, I still can't understand that drawing you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so the Duro tribes were the most prominent tribes in pre-Roman Britain, or one of them, um, and one of the few groups that issued their own coins before the Roman invasion in 43 AD. Oh. There we go. Um, and they uh, were they inhabited a large swathe of territory that was now southwestern England, encompassing modern-day Dorset, Wiltshire, Somerset, and Devon. So you don't, my sort of understanding of what sort of Roman era sort of society is like, it mainly comes from Asterix. And you don't imagine oh, like I love it. such these like big, like 
civilizations existing you don't you don't really sort of imagine like a tribe that big being in existence like 2000 years ago do you no no what was maiden castle called before 1607 i don't know david what was maiden castle called before 1607 i don't know but the, the earliest recorded <laughs> the earliest recorded naming of it as maiden castle was 1607 when it was maiden castle M A Y D E D U N C A S T E L L. I just think people in the past couldn't spell. Fact. <laughs> and was it May, was it named uh, by May the Dunn oh. is, is Great Hill means Great Hill. There we are. Okay, another very like unimaginative name for an area. So we, but, it's... But I reckon it could also could also come from Newcastle, like uh, the Newcastle Maiden, the, the new one, yeah, like, a bit like yeah. Maiden uh, Maiden Newton up the way road. To bring it. <laughs> or it could have been because it's such a popular fly fishing venue down here. The Fly Fishers Guild could have named it after their favourite. After the May Dun. Yeah, the May Dun that <laughs> erupts during sort of May to June, depending on if you're looking at the Gregorian calendar or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which didn't exist at the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were thinking about it. Maybe yeah. it was in draft. Yeah. Uh, it would have erupted from the South Winterbourne that only just over the hill from May Dun. Mm hmm. So what is Maydun? Sorry, I, I'm a non-official person. Great What's Maydun? Hang on a minute. You're, oh, you're, you're, oh, what, you're asking what the Romans have done. Now you're asking what May's <laughs> done. <laughs> what what about the Blossom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, it says here that despite the Roman conquest, the Dern trees, oh, I've forgotten how to say it already, left a lasting legacy of self-western England, the cultural traditions weaving into the fabric of the region's history. Their hill fort settlements and cultural practices continue to fascinate archaeologists and historians, often a glimpse into vibrant Celtic society that once thrived in the heart of Britain. You can tell I got AI to write this for me because they just they always like over. I uh, thought over- it was fascinating how it's such a massive site with these huge ramparts, and the archaeologists can pick it apart and decide how it gradually evolved mm-hmm. and then was extended, and then they can somehow tell when it went out of use Mm -hmm. and how people drifted away and how it was kind of changed afterwards Mm -hmm. and how it's been changed through, you know, it's 3,000 years old, isn't it? And yet the archaeologists can work out, oh, this must have changed then, and that's when they put the gate on that end, and that's when this expanded, and then people started in like like 1,000 years ago as people drifted away from these hill forts. That's when the Romans built the temple, or, or the temple is like a Roman native um kind of hybrid religion apparently with lots of and that was the only building up there at the time and the rest of it was just ghost land yeah yeah but it's, and it's i think it's amazing how they can find that all out from just effectively dirt because it's not like there's any <laughs> buildings up there or anything like because if i can kind yeah. of see if if they're digging and they're finding you know different bits of old buildings and all that kind of stuff and they, that would give them an idea of what but Effectively, the Maiden Castle is a, a hill fort, so effectively mounds of earth which have been put into places. I know there was, um, you know, settlements in a in the middle of it and stuff. So, but it's just incredible what what we've learned to be able to work out as human beings. Isn't it? And I, I also kind of there, there's the the famous um, archaeologist who found the burial um, kind of pit with all the skeletons in and said that they all died in very violent ways. So the Romans must have come in and slaughtered everyone. And now, you know, 50 years later, they're saying, actually, there doesn't seem to be kind of that brutal, violent narrative behind it. And well, what's, um, yes. Picture of skulls. So Henry's holding a photograph of a a pile of skulls and bones. Where did you find, is that? This is, this is. That's the cemetery pit. This is my birthday postcard from my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read you the back and then I'll read you the description. Mm-hmm. Happiest of birthdays to you, mon frere. Love you very much. Uh, ooh, what a lovely pit of death. <laughs> Saw this and thought of you. Nice. Uh, this is the Pit of Doom. Remains of a group of 54 beheaded Vikings were discovered on the Ridgeway in 2009. Oh, yes, yes, we about this this is a landscape full of incredible stories, many still to be discovered. Wow. So that's the one on the Ridgeway when they were making the road for the Olympic Road, wasn't it? Uh, between 
Dorchester and Weymouth, they found that, didn't they? That's it. As they scratch through there, scratch through all the geological layers, they found these well, it's a collective pit of mass burial from some ultimate either ultimate sacrifice or you know tribal conflict yeah i think it was um it was a group of like teenage vikings came over and they they met up with some um a formidable wame of people who just went and yeah. strip <laughs> stripped them naked and chopped their heads off and threw yeah, them into a, a pit <laughs> how long ago was that <laughs> yeah, i think that was like 1987 or something yeah, yeah but look how they're all they're all beheaded look the heads are in they're well sorted yeah yeah, yeah the heads are in one pile aren't they and all the yeah. the spare ribs are in another pile and also if you yeah. think about what probably happened is that the person who was at the end of the queue to be beheaded saw all of his mates you know imagine that you know the fear on that guy just watching all of your mates being decapitated bodies being sorted into piles and knowing that you're the one who's going to be coming next. And they, they were naked, they reckon, when it was happening. Wow. As you can go can and see you the... tell that because there are no clothes here, Ross? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what the scientists said. <laughs> oh. Did he? If you go to... Yeah. <laughs> was he in a, were you in your own little room with him at the yeah. time? Yeah, with your trousers off, warming your <laughs> cockles over an oil heater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go and see those skeletons in Dorset Museum. Um, All in, of them in Dorchester. No, uh, well, a couple of them on display. The most handsome ones. Yeah, the ones with like got like abscesses in their teeth, which exploded and things like yeah. that. That's a good show, actually, at the Dorchester Museum. It's good up there. Yeah. Not only can you dress up as Gabriel Oak, you can also go and have a ponder at the um, like bronze swords. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And they've got yeah. this big yeah. like bed of nails, vertical bed of nails that you can push yourself up against and leave imprints. Yes. And like add add extra appendages. Yes, I've done and that. Walk and snigger. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. We might be allowed back in since our sketch crawl. Yeah, they've done it up. They, yeah, scrub. they've done it up since then. Since we went sketch crawling. Yeah, what's, you, what's you drew on Mary Anning? Gave her a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaur was there at the time, and uh, we were a bit unruly. Some of some of the people in our team. We're we a team, asked, aren't we? Oh, yeah, look, look at these collective nouns. Look, Ross is so happy. Friends, <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah well, they're, they're, I'd say, you know, ex, ex colleagues. Yeah, ex colleagues, yeah. Uh, Friends of David, I would say. Decapitated. <laughs> these are your the spoils of your ex colleagues, David. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah yes, uh, some of them, I, I wish. They, um, <laughs> my point was, though, is that they were telling one story 50 years ago, mm-hmm. then it then it changed because there was new evidence. And now they're saying that the evidence, they, they think that three quarters of all burials found there had a violent death. Mm-hmm. But they don't know if they died at Maiden Castle or were brought back. or And they think that there was a lot of fighting like in-house mm-hmm. amongst the people living mm. and trying to make a living from the land there. Uh, it might have just been a very violent time to live. But that might change in another 20 years when there's different evidence. A lot of um, history is about um, the time when the history's been written as well, because it's, it's always a, a response to, you know, the stories, or uh, the stories are, they're told are always a response to the world which... We're um, living in. We're living in, yeah. But we used to talk about, it probably was a violent time to live back then, but I was wondering if most of those injuries were where people's heads had been stoved in by fist-sized bits of rock. <laughs> <laughs> But I need to go out and find myself, and maybe we that could be a business for us. Donovarian, don't 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 say it here because other yeah. people will do it. Yeah, because I I can't I I can't remember ever digging up a fist sized bit of rock in my back garden in Dorchester. <laughs> so maybe they've all gone. Maybe all how been... they're there. How you want to go and follow follow the fresh plow, and they'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need to go and collect our, ourselves yeah. some Donovarian derroes. And you can, they're big, massive lumps of flint. But then that's what they'd have used to make their axe heads, mm-hmm. yeah. arrowheads. They would have napped the flint down to razor blades to peel the hides off of their, you know, their meals or their enemies. Yeah. Like it's, that it's was the base. That was a bit, for a lot, of, for a long time, that was it. And they're, you know, some of the sharper than razor blades, aren't they? Once you start napping it down. Yeah. They are. And they also found piles of stones at the um, the entrance points to the castle. Okay. We know we talked about the gates and yeah. the entrances being very meandering. So mm. if you were coming in or out, you were quite vulnerable. They found piles of stones at the top of the ramparts. 
so they could hurl stones down at people they didn't like who mm-hmm. were coming in. So maybe that's where all the fist-sized pebbles went. Yeah, up onto the top of the hill to be chucked down again. Yeah. The um, Iron Age people had a settlement up on top of this hill. Originally, it wasn't a fortification, apparently. It was a some kind of ceremonial-type spot. Well, as you were saying, Henry, that it was originally... They would have cut all the grass away to reveal the chalk underneath so that it was a, a white... It's a jewel in Wessex's crown. Yeah. You could have seen it from Iron Age satellites. The view... We're at, are we at the south end? The east end? Of the fort, we're in the just southeast, southeast, just hunkering down into in the ramparts, get out the wind. But I can see for miles. Yeah, so you would have been able to see this from a long way away. They said that the the original um, uh, earthwork was not; it had like gaps so you could get in and out of it quite easily. So it wasn't a um, a defensive place but they reckon it was just a it was a place where people would have come along for some unknown reason so therefore some kind of ceremony so where they would have dug the ditches around it to make it so that people wouldn't really, uh it would be hard for people to invade they said at that point like you were saying henry about that's when metal became um i think henry's asleep is he no it's like a bedtime story this. <laughs> yeah. it's very relaxing yeah, <laughs> yeah so when it it was a case of there, people were um, making things of metal and trading the things of metal that it wasn't such a, a uh, an important thing to have like with your farmland so then people would have come together up here and you said it was like a trading area wasn't yeah, it? Yeah they used to trade the bronze uh, all the livestock Panini World Cup stickers Yeah <laughs> all sorts so yeah it was like a congregation it was, a, it was a, a place to meet trade and probably do other things so apparently there was lots of different hill forts around this area originally and then some of the smaller ones um sort of dissipated and then this one just got bigger so it was um there was was like two large areas which joined to one now that's why this is such a big spot now but there's 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 other hill forts not too far away from here isn't there yeah should we should we try and guess a few poundbury oh nice yes um um boundary rings egerton hill oh egerton hill egerton i don't know any of us uh, there's Dogbury, which is out sort of like near Sir Nabbas Minter Magna Way. Oh, Knowlton, which has got the church in it, which we've, we've um, been... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit further away, isn't it? Rimble. <laughs> but then there's all the bumps and burial grounds all along the Ridgeway here from... Mm. Here, Bincombe, so. which we've been to before in our second Ooh, episode. Have we been there? Yeah. Ooh, was it nice? It we was heard good. the fairies, well, but then we were... We forgot them. We forgot them because they put a spell on us. Yeah. So we think oh, we that's unfortunate, fairies. isn't it? Yeah. But you've documented you hearing the fairies. Well, you? no, because they would have wiped the tape as well. <laughs> they get everywhere, don't they? Yeah. Does there no fairy firewall? <laughs> yeah, so... There's one in Dorchester as well, isn't there? What, a fairy firewall? No. There's a circling thing where we went to... Oh, that. yes, that's Poundbury, isn't it? That's, oh, a, that's what you're... But then there's the fountains at Brewery Square, which is like a modern-day... There's, there's a modern one up Poundbury which, which has got like um, solstice spot, spots. There's another Roman there. Look. There's a black oh, dog. Oh. That's a wild oh, black cat. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was a Rottweiler. Yeah. Oh, my eyes are just a bit fuzzy. Okay, so why were there so many hill forts in this area? The internet has given me six reasons why there was lots of hill forts <laughs> in this area. This is like, I've done my homework. Well, I have done my homework. <laughs> it's really easy to do your homework now, you, now there's AI. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. Because you can do it. So, just strategic geography. West Dorset's topography categorised by the rolling hills and predominant landfalls provided ideal location for hill forts. So, they, the hill forts yeah, are there. You because... can't have hill forts in Norfolk, can you? No. The hill forts are there because we've got hills. Yeah. <laughs> so, the hills came for what came first, the hills or the hill forts? The hills. Um, fertile land. Rich ag- agriculture provided ample resources for the communities that constructed and occupied the hill forts. But then I don't, yeah, I think that a lot of Dorset around where, where we all live is very prone to flooding, isn't it? And the, the rivers and the floodplains. So actually you're much safer on one of these hills. Mm-hmm. But also the, the flooding makes it fertile, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it does. Rich, rich uh, nutrient, rich water bubbling up from the aquifer and the chalk streams. Yeah. Uh, trade networks, West Dorset proximity to the coast and major river systems facilitated trade and exchange with neighbouring regions 
The Hillforts may have played a role in controlling trade routes and managing the flow of goods. But you was you I think you was talking about that up on the hill, um, Henry, about saying how these were like centres for trade. Yeah, well think of it. I mean, a lot of these guys were it's on the route to Exeter in between there, on the ridgeways. You know, they're good places to see coal marks, landmarks, people to get to, to trade to. You, they can see the the gleaming white walls of Maiden Castle from far afield to come and bring their goats or children to trade for flour and, <laughs> and yes, bone, and so, so, bone necklaces. There was, there was some talk about Maiden Castle being part fortification, but part showing off. Yeah, because, I, I, because I, it, Henry was saying that, that it didn't all have grass on it when it was freshly dug out so it would have been like gleaming white when you could see the see the chalk for it so it would have the same way like the, the pyramids didn't look like the they, they were all covered in white stone weren't they when they originally um uh, were built and they've had all that stripped mm. off just remember though us we all were pretty half baked that day so we could have said that <laughs> <laughs> like we could have just been waxing lyrical to to to, to, to keep uh, the time going yes yeah uh, also says that social complexity, Iron Age, uh, was when the hill when they were constructed, and there was a period of increased social complexity in Britain. Development of hillforts suggested an emergence of more organised communities and the need for defensive matters, uh, matters measures. Yeah, well, that was it. The Romans were starting to come along. Wherever they targeted that as a, a place to, as a strategic location mm-hmm. uh, for you know either you know to to put a garrison there we think about it, it's a good spot mm-hmm. right at the top of the room we uh, you know uh, to to get up march through people the romans the romans would have been marching in these valley bottoms rather than up on the top of the hill so a good place to to fortify and have a place to mm-hmm. to crash also very close to weymouth good mm-hmm. seaport for getting here there and everywhere around about and where uh, just up the, at, up at the, the, river. At the aquarium that's it. Yeah, was, yeah, the and the and the Condor Ferry. <laughs> the time, yeah. And they got the pavilion for like the Panto season and stuff. Oh yeah. no, they don't. Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I used to really love Panto, but now it's behind me. <laughs> oh, it's been like, yeah, uh, uh, I used to be really indecisive, but now I just can't make up my mind. <laughs> There's lots of UFOs seen up here. Um, I got a picture now we're talking. of a crop circle which appeared near here. Um, well, I, I can't show you because it's on the phone which I'm recording <laughs> this on. What does it look like? Can you describe it in words? Circular with... Um, Aliens, what's here? Yeah. With other circles inside. <laughs> but, but people are saying, well, why, what is it about the, this area which means all these crop circles appear near here? And I think it's because when you've done it, you can come up on top of the hill and take a photograph. Oh, of it. perfect! Yeah. yeah, lovely. Yeah, that's what I said. Because UFOs are only once they're identified, they're just FOs, yeah. aren't they? Mm, flying object. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. If I, is that that's the acronym? Is it, David? You <laughs> yeah. Well, they, oh, they, cool. and then when they start flying, they're just objects. Objects. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I so I've had some tales, some some pals seeing some interesting unidentifiable flying objects, definitely FOs yeah. with a question, but a question mark over the. Uh. Yeah. Um, <coughs> my pal, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, just wipe your screen a minute, Ross. Pal of mine, Cosmo. That Buckland Newton way on the Sherborne Road, not Cosmo. Many from you. Cosmo, All right. not the Cosmos. Yeah. And um, so he, out, the, out with his lads when they were younger, just sort of lying out in the field and watching the world go by, seeing the stars, not yeah. much light blue, but seeing all these strange things flying around. Uh-huh. Like no flashing light, just this dark object coming over. Um, and they were like, "It's a flipping UFO!" Uh, freaking right out. Yeah. Then they were realizing, "Well, we're very close to Yeowerton Air Base, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> might have been practicing flying that. What was that really cool? Uh, oh, uh, the black guy, the blackbird, the black. Not the. Is it the blackbird? No, that's a. Yeah, that is an airplane, isn't it? Yeah. No, it was like yeah. a F seventeen or something like that. It looked a bit like a boomerang. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. With it was it was able to pick. 
wasn't able to be picked up by radar because mm-hmm. of its sort of angled size. But they were apparently used to test those out and fly those around 20 years ago for around plus around from Yuvun Air Base. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they thought. So it turned from an incredible UFO to, to a an FO. boring FO. Well, still, the, maybe the SR-71. That was one, which is a Wikipedia. Are you looking at your ethics models in the corner of the road? <laughs> I'd read there, there was lots of reports of UFOs over Maiden Castle, but I couldn't find So that's what we were talking about it. But when you actually looked at yeah. them, I hardly oh. found any. But I found one of a recent... Um, Sighting of a UFO between Dorchester and Weymouth, uh, above the A35. Uh, so that this guy, who is Mr. Kingston, is a retired intelligence officer from the RAF. Originally moved to Dorchester in 1981 and took an interest in local UFO sightings, some of which were reported directly to police officers and a vicar. But again, they never go. They don't go into much detail about these forty different sightings. Yeah. He cited a vicar. No, sure been reported to the vicar. So that, that oh. <laughs> again, this has been well, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So apparently, there's some um, giant um, fireball which some someone saw moving slowly from Weymouth to uh, uh, Dorchester. So um, he consulted the vicar just to make sure you know this is pretty Old Testament shit going down yeah. here, vicar. But what are we going to do? So where comes the locusts? But they're... maybe maybe they were all flying out of the nuclear bunker that's under there. Well, well, we got, we'll come to that in a moment. So I'm going to show you um, the, the the crop circle which came up near Maiden Castle. So that's the crop circle. Pretty cool. You can see, you can see where the blokes walked out of the crop circle. Yeah, yeah, to crush it down. <laughs> this is great box. podcast material. Yeah. So this is on MrGyro.co.uk. Um, it's it's I would say it's a, it's several circles with smaller circles within it. Um, no access allowed by the farmer. But we were, I, as I was saying that one of the reasons they might have done this, yeah, you, you can see Maiden Castle on that oh, picture yeah, there, look at that, yeah. really close to it. It's where we saw That's the where the starlings. Yeah, there, we saw darling. the murmuring of starlings, didn't we, off there? So, um, but I do some research uh, on this. If you read this article. Nice big, big advert for trainers. <laughs> so they were doing some analysis, oh, and they were saying that go. maybe the circles inside were were um, representing different planets in the solar system. But then, if you they go on, they said, "Well, maybe they were they're referring to different parts on a rotary dial telephone." And there's a lot of explanation about like how this could be some sort yeah. of code. Um, they're talking about like dialing backwards and forwards, and then it could then that could turn into Morse code. This is this goes into so much detail, <laughs> but then they was working out. Well, if you went, if this is some kind of instructions for doing Morse code, it actually spells out C A L L. Call. Yeah. No, uh, call. And then I think it was like four. Uh, to M E E T E T. So call G to uh, so nine one one. Call GQ to meet ET. That's what they reckon it's saying. If it's some kind of um code, it sounds like a load of bullshit to me. But um, there we go. Have you ever seen a crop circle in real life? No, no. Henry looks like he's he's going to say yes. I think Henry's made some in real life. There's I seen one. Yeah, I've seen one. Six Penny Hanley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the on the way to Salisbury from Blandford, on the right hand side, every year it appears the same, different. So it must the the UFO must change his chassis every year <laughs> when it lands. But I don't, I don't think maybe he keeps that, changing his phone number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting the message. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was quite a beautiful. It was very well well created from our um, friends from the far and distant universes. Yeah. Does it appear on the same date every year? I couldn't tell you. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not that intimate with its appearances, David. But I'm sure somebody is. So is is is, is Henry trying not to reveal that he's a crop circle creature? I couldn't possibly say. I'm not as neat. Out of anybody, 
Yeah. It could be David. I reckon he'd lino prints that for a <laughs> massive stamp. That one you just showed us, Ross. Yeah. Was not very neat on the inside. No. It had like a rim, didn't it? And an inner rim. Mm-hmm. And within those two um, circular strokes, there was some pattern inlay. Mm-hmm. And that was wobbly, as if someone had made a mistake and tried mm-hmm. to cover it up with the other rim. Yeah. Or whether they tried to follow it, but they were doing it freehand. Well, they've had too much scrumpy by that point and were just getting a little bit sloppy. Yeah. All the UFO had a flat tyre when it landed. Yeah. But I think that's quite near the rugby club, isn't it? So that's that'd be my best guess. It's a lot of fucking work, though, isn't it? It's for some of those big things, you you would need, you know, I think you need several hours. Well, I think the local landowners always try to diversify down there. Mm-hmm. Now he did a maze, and so probably a few years after that, that's the field where they do the maze maze. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's more accessible. You turn a coin, golden coin, from that one, and sell a few mm-hmm. you know, precast internal anus. Bum pebbles. Chalky, chalky bum pebbles. <laughs> and now, now it's sunflowers, which yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crop circle, but you just follow it around. So maybe that was, stop doing that, because that's just a waste of money, mm. crushing a quarter of an acre of corn. Yeah. Let's just, just plant make... some sunflowers. Then go crazy with your strimmer. Make yeah. as many paths as you like, mate. There's also a, nu- a nuclear bunker underneath here. Which... I know. Nuclear <laughs> um, well, how, did they, how did they get permission to make a bunker under such yeah, a historic, historic site? Monument. Yeah, I don't know. It's World War Two. Uh, if you go on, there's a, an urban explorer website um, which shows where someone came up here when it was open, and they went in there. And there's like all the different rooms and beds and like uh, an infirmary and stuff in there. But, um, <clears throat> but it looks like somebody got in there and smashed it all up a bit. Oh. It's now been welded shut, so on the way back, we can try and find the entrance there. When we were on the when we were on the hill, you were telling us about the bunker that was beneath us. Yes. And when we found that little kind of bit of stone, you said, ah, oh, that must be the entrance to the bunker. Yes. So how do you feel now, Ross? I feel <laughs> a complete idiot because it, the bunker wasn't even at that hill fort. There's another hill fort just over the way um, called Poundbury. And the and the bunkers in uh, in Poundbury, which is a uh, it's a what's ROC stand for? Ross, that's call ET, isn't it? Is that have you got that code from a cop circle? No, it's as a look. Let's have a look at this. Um, okay, so this is on this website, um, theurbanexplorer.co.uk. Um, he went to the other hill fort, not the one we went to, uh, at Poundbury. Um, and he found the Dorchester Royal Observer Corps monitoring post, which is a, a like a, a secret underground bunker, uh, which has got from the Cold War. It's got like a fire blanket, a monitoring station, uh, like telephones, and all this kind kind of stuff left over from back when we was expecting. That looks it. like a train ticket. Oh uh, yeah, what's the something about Yeovil on there? Look, oh. yeah. Yeah, basically, it was just a... Uh, so because so it's an old co- bunker from the last World War. Yeah. Well, or yeah. since then. Yeah. Which is... Like a... But you thought it was on the hill fort we were on. Yeah, but it's a different one. So, yeah. it, if you've just heard me talking what about a um, a bunker <laughs> made in castles, <laughs> it's not there. Ignore, ignore me. <laughs> we all believed you as well, Ross. I, I, you had us... Yeah, I, could but, just... I think that's probably when we stop listening to you. Yeah. But I, what I want to talk about is the uh, yes. is the uh, is the Roman um, temple. Temple. Uh, there's also a Roman temple up here, which. Um, they found a hoard of gold coins underneath the mosaic, mosaic on the floor. Um, so after the uh, Romans turned up, we were saying that this place pretty much became abandoned. Well, I think they put their... They tightened their grisp, grasp of society round the neck, didn't they, as Romans did. They turned up, slaughtered everybody. All right. And so, then put their... That's their, controversial. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Sandals to the throat of the Iron Age settlers. So that's, that's... A lot of people... 
believe that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, throw me off here. No, no, but on some... <laughs> from, right, mate. From, this, is, this isn't top trumps. <laughs> uh, from my reading, because, uh, there's, yeah. there's this... Um, there's supposedly a uh, a war cemetery uh, cemetery up here of of where they had a big battle. It's just up there. But they there's only about twelve people in it who um, show any sign of um, death by violence. What? So they, they don't, oh they were just saying and there were men and women in the grave yeah and some uh, with grave goods and buried quite so maybe they were you know, we were talking about this it's such a massive hill for up here you'd have to have a lot many, loads and loads of legions of Romans. Many, many, many Romans. So, yeah. But how could you storm the fortification? Because it's so well protected, really, isn't it? There's, yeah. lots, there's rampart, lots of di- yeah. The ramparts are very impressive. Yeah, very oh, steep, yeah. very tall. But they, several rings. So maybe they did besiege them, and then in the end they said, "All right, we've eaten all of our sheep and stuff. Do do your worst. Or, we'll we'll be your friends, Romans." Or they just turned up and actually traded with them because one of the things oh, I've been Ross. reading... Oh, wow, yes! <laughs> Look at this. That's a happier ending, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so the read, what I've been reading, they're just saying that the Romans, particularly this far out, um, because Britain wasn't particularly... It was quite on the edge of their kind of um, exploration. They didn't really bother having any kind of big military campaigns over mm. here because it was too far away. There wasn't much Not worthwhile much up had, here. Yeah. So they just... what It was very much... Um, uh, integrate themselves with the local people, so they've seen uh, Dorchester is a was a big um, Roman place, but they haven't found any forum or anything like that around there, which would have been if it was a, a, a something. Yeah. yeah, so they think it was just a case of them more um, just integrating with them and, and, and trading, a yeah. trading. Yeah, and we were talking about we went to Binkham Woods where there's a Roman road, but they were saying that's a Roman that was a display road. So they built it high on top of the hill so that... Um, they could be seen marching to yeah, and fro. Yeah, just to, you know... Down to Exeter. Yeah, to show a little bit of... Um, Presence. Yeah, rather than... But there was no kind of, like, mili- no roads built for military purposes or anything. But then, what about... Because there's, there's one... There's a, a, a good old Roman road between here and Egerton, isn't there? That old Roman road, Bang Straight. Is there? Yeah. And then that must have been on the, you know, on the hop, skip and a jump down to Exeter. Yeah. Mm. The temple was built during a period of increased religious activity in Britain. The Romans had introduced their own gods and goddesses to the island and many Britons adopted these new deities. And the temple at Maiden Castle was likely dedicated to one of these Roman Celtic gods. Um, but it's not known for sure which one. So again, a little bit of, of a, a historian just making some shit up. Uh, the temple is rectangular built and measures six metres by six metres. It's made of coarse rubble which is a type of masonry constructed from irregular blocks of stone, maybe fist-sized bits of stone, potentially. They certainly were fist-sized, but they were beautifully straight on the inside and out, weren't they? Yes. Mm. Uh, the temple has a central cellar, which is a small inner room that was used to house the temple's cult statue. The cellar is surrounded by an ambulatory, ambulatory, which is a passageway that allows pilgrims to walk around the statue. And that's what I was saying to you guys, that there's, they probably had little like viewing holes so people can sleep. <laughs> uh, no, sort of like waist no. height. Yeah. I'm not falling for that again. Yeah. Look in that hole, like, David. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, quite what the butler saw, was it? No. Like, Pokes you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think there was just just a statue? Because you were um, conspiracising that there may well have been Real life people with virgins, yes, yeah. he told us they were virgins. I was just—I think that was another documentary of film I was watching. <laughs> but then, where? Yeah, but as we know, there's not many virgins in Dernaberry in that time of, uh, no. time of the world. But you thought they were hired virgins, didn't you? The, what's this? I can't remember <laughs> this fantasy. You definitely said that. So you said they hired virgins to. Stand there just, so people could peer through the holes. I, this is compl- I, I've got audio evidence. I didn't you say did that, anything. You've got audio evidence. You listened back you to did, it. You turned up. You had you had your yellow gloves over Delight. the microphone while you, you were did. talking about it. Must have. Yeah, you definitely talked about, and it was the best thing I've ever heard you say because yeah. you were really into it, and we really believed you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even more Imagine so. Not quite as much as we believed. Yeah, not quite as much as we believed you about the bunker. Yeah, the bunker. Was so really, don't let us down on this one, Ross. Was I really enthusiastic about it? Was there lots of diagrams and like paintings? I think you're more enthusiastic just, than we were. Yeah, yeah you're very be- you were very believable. Uh, 
Apparently, the temple was surrounded by a courtyard that measured 15 metres and was originally surrounded by a colonnade, which is a row of columns. And it was the temple was decorated with a painted plaster and mosaic. Does that mean lemonade is a row of lemons? Uh, the temple was found to contain a hoard of coins which dates the temple to the late 4th century AD. So it would have been quite a, a little bit after the, um, the Romans uh, would have been there. How, how many years after the well, Romans so, been there? So I can go back now. So we were, t- we were having a little bit of a disagreement whether the Romans invaded D- uh, Dorchester or I was saying that they, they peacefully um, would have uh, sort of started trading with us. And we were both a little bit right. So, the Romans <laughs> built Denevero in around 60 AD. Um, uh, and they, so, if we think the Romans came to Denevero in, in 60 AD, so that would have been uh, 340 years before that temple was built. So, it's a relative... Um, have I got that right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's when they would have started building. Yeah. So there was decades of relative harmony between Britain and the Roman Empire following Caesar leaving Britain in 54 BC, which is about 100 years before the, they built Donavaria. There was a number of new client kingdoms set in place, and these states were ruled by local tribes that had aligned with Rome. And under this system, military occupation of uh, sorry, under this system, military occupation by Roman legions wasn't required. So uh, about 100 years before um, Dorchester was there, the Romans just um, basically propped up all these tribes and then they just traded with them peacefully. And so that was what I was thinking about. But when, by the time uh, uh, Denevere was being built, the political landscape of Britain had become significantly more volatile, led by, how do you say that? Caractacus. Caractacus. The, oh, fucking, I can't read these words. Come on, David. Catavalloni. Tribe had overthrown the Trinovantes. As rulers of southern England, the most powerful kingdom, simultaneously banishing any Roman sympathetic tribes into exile. So, ah. you guys were right. By the time um, Donovan was being built, there was lots more violence going on because um, they started reinvading again. So, yeah, started filling in the gaps. Yeah. Taking it back. Make but, Britain great again. But again, Caractacus is in my book. Yes. Is he? I've got the book. This is the. Geekiest book I've ever bought. I found it in a second-hand shop at the uh, Y uh, Festival. Uh, and it's called Who's Here in Roman Britain and Anglo-Saxon England. And I'd like to read it to you, but I can't because it's too dark in here and I don't have my glasses. Oh, okay. But it, it's, yes, but it's very interesting, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> if you was that way inclined. But again, it's just, one of these Just things... prove I've got a book. Yeah, he's <laughs> just showing off his books there. Um. But it's all, I've always found it really interesting, like how like the Roman period is just basically like hundreds and hundreds of years, isn't it? Like you just think, it's just, for me, I can't sort of fathom how long things in the past went. When they talk about like this period of time, you know, it's, it's such a long, you know, sort of our modern era. Pardon me, our modern era <laughs> is relatively sort of um, short, isn't it, compared to like all the stuff that happened in the past? I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you're right. You're right. The, it was there that for was a long like time. Family guy, that section. Yeah. yeah, but the Romans were doing more things for them in other parts of the world as well. England, Britain was like the extremities of their yes, yes. sort of rule and hold of, yeah. the, of mainland Europe and other places, northern Africa. Like they got in, like oh, there's nothing much going on here. Just a couple of you know, it's wet bits, bits of trees, and not much gold. Yeah, let's uh, lots of fist-sized bits of stone, but not yeah. not, not much and else. So, well, interest yeah, so they, they yeah. didn't really stick around for much too long and there was so much internal fighting they didn't deploy all these legions to you know to to hang around in britain you know because it wasn't i can imagine it wasn't really seen as a huge great big earner for him or no. necessity mm. well caesar had to go back and and take over rome didn't he by That's that point right. it was because i think he went to i probably got this wrong but i think he went to britain after he did the um the, uh, fighting the Gauls took over Gaul. Um, I think it was because there was uh, people from Britain were helping the um, the Gauls at that point. Uh, stayed there for a bit, didn't really achieve much, and then fucked off back to um, Europe, and then you know crossed the Tiber and 
end up becoming a emperor. So yeah, he had he had more other fish to fry. Bigger, not the not the one pound trout from the South Winterbourne. So, is anything spooky? There's meant to be ghosts up here, isn't there? There's meant to be a... Some... They don't come out in daytime, though, do they? No, we were talking about that. <laughs> Not when it's windy. No. <laughs> Blown away. Probably all hiding in Dorchester prison. <laughs> well, Roman ghosts are seen up here. You'd hear them, I'd say, Jess, before you saw them a Roman ghost, wouldn't you? Chinking yeah. with all their armour and loosely buckled flip-flops. <laughs> They'd wear Crocs these days. Yeah, right. You hear them squeaking in this <laughs> under the wet grass. I keep getting sent, um, or t- the internet keeps trying to target me with adverts for little lights I can put on Crocs. Yeah. So why do you think this is my? This is something I need in my life. You, you can't block the holes up. That's how your dignity escapes. <laughs> Headlamps for Crocs. <laughs> That's good. You know, just think about like all all the. Um, jumps forward in civilization that happened over the, the period the Romans were here and now we are just I know we're just we've got luggage with wheels on yeah and, and shoes with lights on <laughs> and yellow gloves yeah something wrong with my yellow gloves <laughs> <laughs> look like a smurf oh I'm desperate for a wee <laughs> go down there yeah but we know as soon as I whip it out people will turn up <laughs> <laughs> Did you, have you had They find it irresistible. Is it like the Bisto advert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell House. <laughs> Just don't get it out near the sheep, please. Yeah. That would that wouldn't be good to be seen. Uh, people will start putting two and two together and get five off, especially with your wellies on. <laughs> right, is that the end of the field report? Do you think? Has anyone got anything to add? I think we should take some video. Okay. In the Which wind. is Latin for I see. <laughs> Vd no. Wideo. Is D is D part of a Roman numeral? Oh no, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? About um counting, weren't we, David? About people counting on their hands. Yes. This is quite a good one. Because uh-huh. the rope where, where did I where did I learn that? I was listening to a podcast about Calculators. Right. Had people done some research on this podcast? Yeah. Were they just yeah, oh, it was a waxing proper, no, it was a proper podcast. They had like it was produced and everything. <laughs> it was like they had runners and researchers. But right. it was it was about calculators and I fell asleep halfway through, so I, and it was ages ago. So uh, I, any facts I do you, know I'm going to be very vague about. But you but can write boobies on the calculator. You can, you? boobless. Yeah. So. Yes. So um most most civilizations use a 10 based counting system because we have 10 digits on our fingers but there was a community i think in south america that used an a, a 13 based counting system <laughs> because they would count their penis and their testicles <laughs> when they were 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 so it must but, have been a community where only the men counted. But they wouldn't call it 12, 13, because that's still based on a 10 base. It'd be like, oh, yeah, 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Nut bollock. Nut bollock willy. And there are ways of counting. <laughs> there are ways of counting where you can count. So if you if you were to hold an, a finger out and count one, then two, then three, etc., yeah. to help you visualise 10, there are ways of doing it where you can, like, half a finger and, and half... And you can count up to some, like, strange, like, 300, apparently, with uh, different variations of I knuckles. Reckon, and... I reckon I could count to 300 without my fingers. <laughs> You're so clever. If You're I such a show <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> I do it at home. No, you know, you can't. I do it at home. You're bluffing. Go on. 300. No. I, I do it after the end credits as, a, like, a, <laughs> a special extra for patrons. <laughs> So, thank you very much. Good to speak to you. Thank you, Henry, for joining us on this one. Oh, thanks for having me, friend. No worries, friend. Um, Ludo is friend. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Sarah. (laughs) Should you need us. Right. Okay. Well, until next time, I've been Ross in Dorchester. I'm still David in Wareham. (laughs) 
I'm still Henry in West Stafford. West of the Ford. Oh, yeah, West Stafford. Okay, happy day. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next time. Cheery bye. It's not natural. If you know of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarson at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdarson. Well, until next time, stay stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Yeah, so I pulled over and I used the last 5% of my phone battery to use the torch to have a look at what the wheels. Mm. And one was quite flat. I thought it had air in it. And I thought, fuck, it's like 10 o'clock. It's freezing cold. I thought I could get to the, a garage in Dorchester, put some air in it. Yeah. But by the time I got there, it was shredded. You're, um, he was flat Luckily, on the there was beach that- the other day. We both well, looked at it and went... That tire looks flat to me. Yeah, and I didn't and do anything it, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's probably so. It's probably my fault. Um, but there was an AA man at the garage, so I said, "This air pump doesn't seem to be working." He said, "That's because you've got a hole in the other side." So he said, "If you," he said, "Do you remember with the AA?" I said, "No, RAC, much better colours." <laughs> so he, he made me he made me sign up to nine pounds a month and waived lots of additional fees. And then he put my spare on for me, oh. and it was totally blown on the on the back side of the tire. Ooh, so, but, uh, so, yeah. so, so why are you going to call us to come out and help me put the spare on? Fuck, I wouldn't know how to do that. I'll charge you more than the nine pound a month to, to do but that. You could have, <laughs> you you could could have brought have your riser deck and filmed it, yeah. the recording yeah. of the voice. You could have held the van up like Superman while Henry slithered underneath to get the spare, like a, a naked child Superman. <laughs> oh, I am another advantage of um having a standing desk. Naked I'm, children. I'm now straddling an electric um, radiator, <laughs> and like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a, like one of those wooden frogs. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah are, we, so, are we recording are you, this? Clay? Are, you, are you trousers on or trousers off? Well. Whenever I'm on webcam, it's trousers off straight away. <laughs> didn't, didn't Richard Whiteley used to do that when they used to record Countdown? It used to be shirt, tie, blazer, and then Bermuda shorts and sliders. Twice nightly. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've practiced this intro every single time, and I just... <laughs> so the intro would be I'm Ross in Dorchester. I'm Ross in Dorchester, and here be David in Wareham, and you can say you're Henry and wherever you are, Henry. Well, I don't know where you are. So we'll never get this right. We'll never, never get this right first Where's... time. This is, where is, this is where really you complicated. Are. Um, <laughs> Whoever you are. And what Who I'm going to do... Ow! Stop! Okay. <laughs> 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 I only got shorts on, so <laughs> it touched a bit of bare skin. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I can smell it. God, it's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> bacon's burning I, on the grill. I, um... I'm not going in there. Oh, <laughs> oh! That's that's the the first time I've seen a sharp edge on you, Henry. What's going on? Yeah. There? So there's something about Tudor Arcade that is does not do well for me as a customer. Ooh. I don't mind cracking open the wallet, but it's firmly shut down that in the area of town. I was in there right. It was lockdown time. Lockdown yeah. time. And I was queuing up. I thought, oh, I'll get a nice chunk of cheese. I was, mm. with, I was with George. I was with George. Favourite mm. thing to do with George is we get a chunk of cheese, crackers, and we sit down and we binge on Wallace and Gromit eating cheese and crackers. Oh, nice. The beautiful thing. All right, George, let's get some cheese. We'll go to the fridge. Let's mm. go and let's support the independent uh, purveyor of all things dairy. Mm-hmm. So we queued up. One in, one out, one in, one out. Mm. I remember those days. Five minutes. And there he was in there. Serving everybody their cheese and everybody walking around gleefully and, you know, cheese wrapped up. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And then he walked up about to, and he flipped the sign and said, we're closed. <laughs> I said, what? I said, we're, we're clo-. I said, you just let that bloke in and he's just bought some bread. I just want some cheese. He said, we're closed. If you had a day like me, mate, you'd want to go home as well. Well, it sounds like you've had a good day if you were busy, proprietor yeah. of a mm. shop. Yeah. Um, in, in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, um, he said, no, I'm not going to serve you. I was like, all right, fair enough. I could have come in. I felt like with now. I could have, I'm a multi-millionaire. <laughs> I'm going to buy this whole cheese board of you. I'm going to buy the cows that produce the milk. Um, we want them here and we want them now. <laughs> uh, but denied access. So I said, right, George, never going there again. So we yeah. stomped off down to Waitrose and I got denied for wearing a bandana as a face mask <laughs> and not in there. So I said, I'm never coming in here again. Oh, God. So, so basically, you walked around town looking like a Wild West gangster yeah. and weren't allowed in anywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Like and it's looking, their problem. Shaking, just desperate for cheese. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame, but yeah. n- never. And I, I couldn't even do it. Even we, we passed the cheese shop in Bridport the other day, but it's the same geezer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, down, the, down there. Well, I feel bad for buying my lunch there today. I'm... Well, I'm sure he's very nice to you. He probably doesn't have anything against against you. You're right in his demographic. Oh, if you turn out with that? those yellow gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Mar- 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 Yeah. Here we go. Oh, he's brought his own butter. <laughs> butter fingers. 